Welcome to Get It Done Entrepreneurs, where we talk with founders of companies who bet on themselves and won. My name is Rich Lebrun, and I am the founder and CEO of Lebrun Advisory Group. You can find us at rlebrun.com. Our mission is to help our clients build wealth through business ownership. Stick around to the end of the show and we'll reveal how you can be our next guest. Our special guest today is Jerry Foster. He's the founder of the Big Brand Zone, or better known as the Branding Evangelist. Jerry is a highly accomplished brand strategist. He is a creator of the Big Brand Formula, which shows small business owners how to create a big brand and a strong message that sells so you can excite, delight, and ignite your market and make it easier to get new customers. Jerry has more than 30 years of successful experience in branding, starting way back then with Procter & Gamble. He has helped over 100,000 small business owners from over 600 different industries, showing them how to brand as the big companies do, combining the best in entrepreneurial branding with the best thinking, methods, and approaches from the world of big branders. As an inspirational speaker, he's given over 600 speeches. Or in trainer, he's trained over 1,000 classes, and coach, he is driven by a passion to give life to and nurture products and services that will flourish and grow beyond what is typically offered by a competitor. Drenched in promises of coveted customer experiences, the brands he creates have tremendous emotional appeal. Jerry sits on the faculty as a primary branding trainer for organizations such as CEO Space International that's associated with people like Tony Robbins. He's with Make Your Mark. People associate, in fact, that's actually the largest training and development company in Canada for small businesses. He's part of George Frazier's annual power networking conference, where you see people like Stedman Graham involved, as well as Success Resources America, where people like Robert Kiyosaki, which we've all heard of, is also involved. Who is Jerry? Jerry is a big branding guy, speaker, trainer, coach, author, creator of the big brand formula, USC grad, BS and MBA degrees with honors, Midwest born and raised, Motown music aficionado, jazz lover, MBA fan, cat and dog person, solid values, strong work ethic, excellent driven, excellence driven, upbeat, kid at heart, bon vivant, and all around nice guy. And I can honestly say, is one of my newest and greatest friends. So Jerry, with that, welcome to the show. Rich, I got to tell you, man, what a wonderful intro. I've never been introduced so eloquently in my life. It is such a joy to be here. Well, you're such a cool guy. We've had, we get a chance to know each other for over, over the last year and yeah. we always have fun together and you are really an expert in your space. So I know our listeners are going to want to hear more from you. And Jerry, with that, let's just take this, you know, right from the beginning, you know, you work for Corporate America, a very big firm. You decide to branch out on your own, be an entrepreneur. So people love to hear your story, uh, why you did it, what caused you to do it, maybe some of the ups and downs in your journey. Well, there's a couple of things that happened. Uh, when I, um, you mentioned USC. So I did my undergrad, graduate work at USC, majored in marketing, deep study in branding with honors got the two degrees, blah, blah, blah. And I went to work for Procter & Gamble, P&G, as you mentioned. And for those who don't realize it, P&G wrote the book on branding. I mean, they're the number one branding company on the planet and have been for quite a while. And I also worked in the citrus juice and drink industry. And it really was in uh, that, that stint of my career where I was 
in charge of branding and marketing, bottled juices and drinks and frozen concentrated juices. I mean, it was crazy. And one day I realized that there was something more to do with my life than to brand and market and figure out how to sell more juice, especially when it wasn't my juice. <laughs> and I always remember, Rich, I went to a one of those career counseling companies to uh, at the age of 30 or something to figure out what should I do when I grow up, right? That, that question that we all have. And they, they had, I, I took all these exams and all these interviews and they said, well, based on your results, you should either be a priest or a consultant. <laughs> I said, well, the priesthood is out. And so I got bit by the entrepreneurial bug, started my brand development and training company full-time uh, many, many years ago. And a big part of it also had to do with, at that time, wanting to figure out how to best apply the gifts that had been bestowed upon me, the gift of communication, the gift of being able to solve very challenging branding and marketing problems that are plaguing many, many entrepreneurs. And that has allowed me to do so all these many years. So was, did you jump in cold? You just kind of left Procter and Gamble and just started your own? Or did you well, PNG after PNG, I went to a juice and drink company. That was a separate company from PNG. Uh, yeah, I really did. All right. So let's talk about uh, let's talk about that. Tell yeah. me some challenges that you faced, you know, just being a, starting out as an entrepreneur. The biggest challenge I faced was I knew a lot about how to brand market and sell products, but I didn't know how to brand market and sell services. Hmm. And what happened was one day, my dad, who had a very successful dental practice in Detroit, Michigan, when the auto industry took a nosedive in, in the US, if, if you remember, since many of his patients were auto workers, his dental practice all of a sudden went through a very, very topsy-turvy period. And I will never forget, I got this phone call from him and he said, hey, I need more patients. Got any ideas? And so me trying to help my dad, trying to impress my dad, I started throwing out all these ideas. Have you thought about uh, direct mail? Have you thought about offering a free exam? Have you thought about uh, maybe giving people uh, some kind of free teeth cleaning or something, right? I mean, basically everything that I was saying to him were ideas that were rooted in how to brand market and sell a product mm -hmm. as opposed to yourself. And that was a realization for me because not only was I trying to uh, fit, what's that expression, uh, a circle into a square, whatever that is, right? A peg into, yeah. It's like product branding and marketing doesn't apply to services. And I also was coming from a corporate mindset as opposed to an entrepreneurial mindset. Because when you start 
And remember, Rich, this is way before the internet. So this is the old school way of doing things, right? There was no such thing as the internet. It was all about direct mail. It was all about advertising. It was all about the yellow pages. Remember, remember those days? Yeah, so, I, <laughs> so I didn't really have an idea of what would be most effective for a quote unquote small business owner, particularly someone like my father, who was a, a practitioner, obviously, he was a dentist. So that kind of lit the fuse for me to start going down that path to see what exactly is required when it comes to someone who has any kind of expertise, any kind of skill, talent, or ability to offer the world. How do you brand that in such a way so that you can stand out, get noticed, and be remembered for offering something unique so that you can then be rewarded for your individuality? And that is not a corporate approach, and it's certainly not a product branding approach. Well, you had a shift. You had a, you, you had the skill set on branding, but you had to learn a whole new industry to serve. A whole new industry and how to think like an entrepreneur, not like a corporate guy. Yeah, that's what I'm addressing. <laughs> I, I work with Proctor and I'm working for this juice and drink company. I had huge advertising and marketing budgets to pull from. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. So you, you quickly learn no cost, low cost, no cost marketing and advertising, right? <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And uh, sometimes it's, it's always good to go back to the basics anyhow. So uh, yeah. even, even P&G started somewhere small, right? And uh, okay. Well, so P&G was great though, because P&G, I carved my, my branding teeth because mm -hmm. in that environment, I learned very quickly what is required to have a truly strong brand strategically. Because as you and I have even discussed, there's a lot of layers to branding. You have some people out there who do the visual stuff. They do, they do the colors and the logos and all the aesthetics. And then you might have someone else who does social media branding today, or you may have someone who does website branding or someone who does brand storytelling or someone offers promotional products. It's all those different, I call them Easter eggs. My, my egg is strategic branding which a lot of people say is the hard stuff, which is showing someone who offers expertise, well, what sets you apart and why should people work with you and what's your message and what differentiates you? What are you willing to promise? What outcomes do you deliver? What problems do you solve? How can you provide value in a way that no one else can? This is what lies at the heart of having the strongest brand possible so that you're so that you are standing out and you're not blending in and that's a big problem today rich because a lot of people are just fading into the background because no one's really paying attention to them especially especially online let's talk about that for a second i'm going to shift this a little gear a little education for our listeners i want to use the two words might that might not be the right two words but i'm going to use these words marketing and branding and i'm going to use it in the context is sometimes do people put the cart in front of the horse is there is there a strategy there just for those two oh those absolutely two yeah the strategy that i came up with i call it the, the golden triangle so i tell owners service-based entrepreneurs which is my sweet spot to you know if you draw a triangle on a sheet of paper at the top of the triangle you write the word brand lower left-hand corner the word market lower left-hand corner the word sell there is a sequence to scaling 
any kind of business, the most successful companies in America, for example, regardless of size, understand that the sequence is brand market sell. You nail your brand down first, then you, you market and sell the heck out of your brand. It's always branding followed by marketing, followed by selling. And they're like a three-legged stool. All three legs have to be in place. If one leg is wobbly, if one leg is missing, you're in trouble. But it also suggests, my friend, that one leg is not more important than the other. Branding is certainly not more important than marketing. Marketing is not more important than selling. Selling is not more important than branding. However, the three have to be meshed together. They have to be integrated and brought together in such a way that you can have the impact that you want. Now, to answer your question more precisely, the job of branding is to differentiate you. Hmm. The job of marketing is to get people to, to do what? Pay attention to what makes you different and to want that difference, to actually place a lot of value on your uniqueness, what makes you special, what makes you appealing. And then the job of selling is to get people to pay for that. So as I like to say, the job of branding is to get you known so that marketing can then take over to get you found and desired and then selling will get you paid because at the end of the day, you've got to get known, get found and get paid because we're all in business to be seen, to be heard and to make money. And so a big problem today is, is that people put the cart before the horse, that they put the tile down before the cabins are up. By thinking that, well, marketing is all I really need to focus on. I just need an offer and a landing page and great messaging. Woohoo, right? It's not that simple. It all has to work together with the branding because the branding has to be compelling so your marketing can work. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a very common mistake is, you know, you know, you and I got a chance to work together and really working on your brand takes a lot of, a lot of soul searching, a lot of thinking, a lot of processing to really get it down to something that you could you could speak and be and and then go to marketing but too many people want to jump in let's, let's get the marketing let's get that website done let's get everything else done uh and they're probably maybe in doing business maybe not even doing a bad business but they could be doing a better business if they could get the order correct and jerry you're the expert in that field so Jerry, let me, let me, you've done a lot of things right okay you built you're becoming well known very well known in your industry given 600 speeches taught over a thousand classes you offer a lot of programs you're 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 an invited guest to a lot of people to want to learn about branding so you did some things right what were some of the decisions that led up to that to to actually position yourself in such a way well when i look back on the early years uh and i think about those hard moments those hard moments were in, in, in perspective, they were necessary to get me to my destiny because my purpose is to show service-based entrepreneurs, especially those who are coaches and consultants and experts, how to create an exceptional brand so you can make an exceptional difference and live an exceptional life. And so it took me going through the rough waters to get to the other side so that it sort of helped shape who I've become in this quote unquote branding space. Now, it, 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 it was not easy. I mean, in my early years, because remember, Rich, I've, <laughs> I've been doing this since dinosaurs were roaming the earth. I mean, I started my brand development and training company full time in 1985, right? Jesus was wearing sandals, dinosaurs were roaming the earth, right? I mean, it was like, right? I mean, 
anyway, so in the early years, long, long ago, it was tough. I mean, I, I filed bankruptcy three times. Okay. Seriously. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was ridiculous. And a lot of it had to do with the fact that I didn't know what I was doing. And I thought that my corporate branding and product branding know-how would be the thing that would be necessary. And so the breakthrough that happened for me was once I made a decision to understand the nuances of quote unquote service branding, I was able to create a one of a kind system, which today is called the big brand formula, which organically shows these entrepreneurs how to create a big brand and a strong message that sells. So you can excite the light and ignite your market, which then makes it easier to get clients. And I'll be honest with you, I, I don't, I, when I look back, all of those rough moments, all of those hardships helped prepare me. And I had to go through those storms. I had to go through the flames to get to the other side, because as you know, there's always glory on the other side, because then we are better able to, to serve. And so a lot of that has helped me become who I am, uh, which people say Jerry Foster is a bona fide branding guy, you know, the real deal, because there are a lot of people out there who say, yeah, I do branding. And then you find out, oh, you do logos. Oh, you think branding is let's shoot, in, shoot a video and put it on Instagram or something, right? Well, you know, could you dissect that just a little bit more for our listeners? Because, yeah. you know, branding is a generic term in the, in the average consumer like me before I got a chance to meet you. So if I was trying to differentiate, you know, if I was looking for a branding company, in fact, let's back, I'm going to roll this into the commercial. So I'm going to tee it up. Okay. So in this commercial, you can talk about anything you want to talk about, Jerry, about your company. Uh, but in the context of anything you want to say, any event or books or anything you want to talk about. But also, uh, if someone's looking for a branding person, how they how did they separate that smoke and mirrors? Let me put it that, that way. Well, in a nutshell, they cannot lump all of us together. As I said earlier, there are a lot of different layers to branding. And one of my pet peeves are branding people who are running around and making owners think that all they really need to focus on is their image, how they look on Zoom, how they sound on Clubhouse and the layout and the design and the colors of their website. I mean, it's ridiculous. And I tell people, no one's going to hire you just because of how you look. Because when you are branding yourself, people have to tap into your essence. Now, tap it into your essence, which is a big part of the work that I do, is helping that service-based entrepreneur, especially a coach, a consultant, or any kind of coach expert, how to nail down what people like to call now your superpower, right? Which is about knowing what your zone of genius is in, which for me means, can we build your brand around that one thing that you do that few others really know how to do? That probably is, comes easy to you, but hard to others. That allows you to say that you have a way of 
delivering exactly what the client is looking for and to be able to say that they can only get it from you. Now that's, that's, a, that's a huge key element here because what that gets to, Rich, is, is someone deciding that they are going to be what I love to call a me-only brand as opposed to me-too or me-also. Because the greatest brands on the planet, regardless of if they are products or services, they set themselves apart in such a way whereby they can proudly say that nobody else can provide the value that they can. Now, the significance of that is that unfortunately with a lot of service providers, let's just kind of bring them together. I don't care if you're offering professional services, business to business, business to consumer, home services, whatever. You are selling an intangible. It's not a physical product that people can see, taste, touch, smell, or, or taste. Uh, did I say that twice? <laughs> see, taste, touch, smell, or, or hear, excuse me. Like you can uh, with a product that you can't do with a service. So, not, so, so think about that for a second. So here, here you have service providers who don't understand that in the eyes of your buyer, you're selling something that's invisible. It's an intangible, it's vapor to them. And they don't have a chance to test drive you. They don't have a chance to check you out because you are offering vapor. So part of what I do and my uniqueness is taking what you have that's invisible and I make it visible in the heart and the mindset of your buyer. And there's a, there's a certain way to do that. And that's one of my, one of my superpowers which is being able to take services and sort of frame them a certain way from a, from a, from a buyer standpoint so that your target audience, who you're trying to land as a client, understands that, okay, when I work with you, we're going to do boom, 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 and then bam, I'm going to have exactly what I'm looking for, that problem solved, that outcome delivered, that um, seemingly impossible whatever challenge being overcome the emotional payoff that people can experience as a result of that that's see see we're getting into into the nitty-gritty of it because at the end of the day rich right it's an experience what is the experience of working with you and every service provider has an opportunity to define that experience and that's what i do let me so so who are all right? So our listeners are out there, a variety of different people. Uh, who is your customer? Okay, and um, tell 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 them specifically what service you would offer them. Let's use that as a question. well. As I was saying, my primary market, my sweet spot, sweet spot are uh, coaches, consultants, and experts. And they typically are offering business to business. If that makes any sense services. Now, I do work with business to consumer people. I mean, I've, I've helped, Rich, I've helped over 100,000 small businesses from over 600 different industries over 30 plus years. I pretty much can, can brand anything that offers value, but where I, where I excel 
are working with that category of people. So this can be anyone from a life coach to a health and wellness coach to an IT consultant, or it could be a business coach, whatever, right? But what I do with them is I, I give them a mind shift to embrace the idea to think like a brand, which gets into how are you going to lead and serve and deliver? What exactly do you want to achieve and who do you want to become within your space, your industry, your category, so that people see you as a true authority at what you do? Now, that requires more than focusing on social media and all the marketing stuff, because a lot of people think that, well, I should create a course or I need to have some kind of program to offer, or maybe I need to do some kind of challenge, or maybe I should write a book. Well, hold on a second. It requires first positioning you in a manner whereby you are looked upon as being panache. You're looked upon as being top shelf, best in class, the, you know, the number one authority in your area especially. And that requires thinking strategically, not tactically. And so that's where I excel. That's why people say Jerry Foster does the hard stuff. So that's where my PNG background and my MBA and all that other stuff, plus the fact, as you know, branding is all I've done my entire adult life. I live and breathe branding. I've made branding my life's work. I love everything about branding. And I was an adjunct professor, as you know, for 10 straight years, branding, marketing, and advertising at four major Southern California universities, weekends and evenings. So I'm kind of a nerd, Rich, honestly, when it comes to this stuff about branding. I really am kind of nerdy, kind of scholarly about it. And people quickly get, after working with me or talking to me or hearing me speak, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be humble here, but they truly realize, wow, this guy is the real deal when it comes to branding. Yeah, and, and, and I've had a chance for all our listeners, if you get a chance to hook up with Jerry, he's got a lot of testimonies, a lot of testimonies who will affirm that. So you don't need to, a lot of people boasting on your behalf. So you don't you don't need to do that. I think people are carrying you through that. Thank you so much. Right, I want to shift gears a little bit, okay? And I want to talk about, you know, I always say this on the show, maybe it's gonna be, by the end of 2023, maybe I could change this, but 2022 is a tough year for businesses across the world, around the world, Okay. Every single headwind you can think about a business all came together in one year. Well, 2023, I call it the hangover. We yeah. still have a lot of that ahead of us. Yeah. So categorically, in the in the marketing branding world, I'm gonna call it noise. How it's harder to differentiate yourself. When I got in this business, you know, I could do a certain type of marketing branding that I can't do anymore because there's too many people in there. So do you see this idea of branding? Um is even more needed? How are you navigating your company? Are you expanding and growing? Are you bringing on different type of elements to it? Or is this a time to maybe hunker down and retreat? No, this is the, this is the time to, to gear up. Because in today's environment, from an overcrowded online marketplace to very competitive industries to the fact that today's quote-unquote buyer is much more savvy, they're much more sophisticated, they're much more discerning, 
in terms of the spending choices they make, your brand is everything. Because what's happening is if you don't seize control over how people perceive you, then they're going to probably perceive you in a way that you may not like. Because unless you brand yourself, somebody else will. And the only way to shape the narrative and to control the narrative about how people perceive you starts with your brand. Because once that experience is defined and once you are occupying market space that nobody else is, so you truly are me only and not me too, or me special, excuse me, uh, so that you are me, me, me only and not me too, or, or uh, me also, that's what I'm trying to say. Once you make that decision, that you are going to be looked upon as the standard in your space. You have now got to do everything that you can to have all the key elements in place so that you have what's called a standalone brand, which means that from a competitive standpoint, you are able to be looked upon as the only choice, the smart choice, the best option, as opposed to simply another option or another choice. Because if people see you as, as uh, you know, me also, uh, as opposed to me only, if they see you as me too, then now you're forced to compete on price because, because then people, people are talking to you and they wanna know, well, how much do you charge? And unless you can create a high level of perceived value for your fees, then you're never going to be able to scale and make the money you want to make or have the impact that you want to have. And so because of all of this noise in the online marketplace, because of all the other reasons that I gave you, the brand is now considered to be the thing that's most important in this brand conscious world that we live in. And that's another aspect of it, my friend, because today's consumer, just think about it. We, we buy certain brands because we know what we're going to get with that brand. If, if someone is trying to decide between, well, I don't know, Nike versus Adidas, well, there's a certain perception that they may have with Nike that they don't have with Adidas. I was traveling two weeks ago. I had to fly to Houston, Texas, and I had to speak at a conference. And when I took rideshare to go to the airport, I chose Uber as opposed to Lyft. Now, that one time, I was a Lyft guy. But now I have a preference for Uber because I think there's a certain level of service that I get with Uber that I don't get with Lyft. This is getting interesting, right? As you know, I tell people all the time, I don't cook. I, 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 I'm trying to learn, but anyway, I'm a, I'm a takeout and delivery guy. I prefer Grubhub over DoorDash. There's nothing wrong with DoorDash. There's nothing wrong with Uber Eats, but I associate a high level of value with that brand. And so I say all this to say that if someone who is a coach or a consultant or an expert, or even just a quote unquote service provider, you have got to connect a high level of value with what it is that you offer. And that value has to be unique, which means that your buyer, 
your client cannot get that anywhere else. Yeah, you know, and I'm in the consulting business, as you know, and uh, I just use one platform. I use LinkedIn to do a lot of lead generation for my business. Well, eight years ago, you could reach out to three, four, 500 people a day. Okay. So you had a lot of quantity. Okay. Now LinkedIn lets you maybe reach out to 30 to 40 people a day. So, I, so I have to become, I have a lot less quantity to get my message across. So my branding has to be more specific. Um, there's also well, the branding has to be as compelling as possible. As compelling as possible. How yeah, I, so that your marketing stand, can be more effective. Yeah. Yeah. How am I going to stand out? How am I going to be that person? Because yeah. my my volume is a lot less. And and also consumers are there's I think the saying is you might know the saying is I call it choice fatigue. There's too much noise out there. People are getting tired. They're really looking for an answer. They want to get to Grubhub. They want to be done. They don't want 75 choices. And so I think I think it is time for finding out finding those brands that can get there in front of you to make that compelling difference. Well, you know what, to, to that point, I'm glad you brought that up because uh, one of the things that I love to do when I give talks, especially online at virtual summits and all of that stuff, right? Is I, I have this I have this part of my program, Rich, where I say to the audience, okay, everybody, I want you to type in the chat box, the name of a brand that you recently purchased. Could be in, could have been a Target, supermarket, online, Amazon, whatever. Just type in the name. Oh, which they go crazy. They start typing in Days Bread or uh, Starbucks or Coca Cola, right? They got all these brand names. And then I asked them, okay, second question, why did you choose that brand? You had other choices, mm -hmm. you had other options. What made you choose that specific brand? And all rich. They go crazy again. Oh, I, I like what I could see, taste, taste, touch, smell, or hear, right? It all, it's all about, it's usually around the five human senses, as I was saying earlier, what people can see, taste, touch, smell, or hear. Right. Now, here's where it comes in with services. When you're offering something that appears as vapor, invisible to someone, you have to understand that this is what I say to the people, that while you had lots of reasons that you chose that brand over other options, regardless of the variety of what those reasons were, you all had one word in common, write this word down, and that word is because. You chose that brand because of what that reason was that you put in the check box. My question to each of you now is, what is your because? Mm, yeah. Now, Rich, yeah. this is where it gets interesting, buddy, because think about it. If you're offering services, you know what people think often? Service providers? They think their because has something to do with their resume, their mm -hmm. credentials, their experience, their education, their awards, their certifications, and on and on and on. No! That doesn't distinguish you. Anybody can 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 beat a resume. And therein lies a big problem. So if you think about it, if you're trying to get leads on LinkedIn or Facebook or Instagram, whatever your social media platform is, if you're trying to drive people to your website or some kind of platform, if you uh, if you if you're putting together your landing page and on and on and on, 
unless you are truly distinguishing yourself in a manner whereby people feel they can get something from you and only from you, and that you have a way of delivering value that nobody else can, unless you're doing that, now you are looked upon as being simply a commodity. Mm-hmm. Because now you're, 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 just, you're just another penguin in the group. You're just another bird in the flock. You're just another slice in the loaf. You're a carton of milk, a jar of mail, right? I got these little branding cliches. But you, can, you know where I'm going with this. I know, I know. There it is. Yeah, and yeah. that right there is one of the biggest uh, roadblocks that keeps many service providers stuck and feeling frustrated. And they end up wasting all this money, all this valuable time and energy on marketing stuff that often doesn't work. And I hear all the horror stories. Oh, my God, I spent all this money working with coaches and I don't have anything to show for. Well, that's because you're out of sequence and you and you think that your brand is simply, hey, Jerry, I, I have a brand. I, I got a website. Jerry, I got a logo. Jerry, don't you love my colors? That's my brand. Oh my God, Rich! I'm telling you, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a pandemic. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, I definitely hear you loud and clear. All so right, what I get... do is to make sure that not only the marketing can work and do what you need it to do. More importantly, you get a higher rate of return because now your marketing is going to require what's called f- fewer impressions if it's rooted in a real brand as opposed to some partial pseudo brand like an image. So therefore, $1 works like $5. You get a higher return on your marketing investment. Sure, yeah. And yeah, and as you said, we all need websites. We need all those other things, but we got to do it in the right... But you got to say the right things the right way to the right people. Right, exactly right. All right, let's wrap, <laughs> this, up. Let's wrap this up in one last piece question. All right, you are... Uh, energetic person, you got to get up every Monday morning, you got to lead the charge, you got to get people excited to, to feel good about themselves and help them brand, you have to do all that. So what are what do you do for self care? Do you have do you use mentors? Do you have certain personal disciplines? Do, what, if, what do you do for yourself to keep you focused to, to lead? Well, you know, I appreciate that question, you know, and it's interesting, because people often wonder, Jerry, where do you get your energy? You're always a beat. You're always enthusiastic. And Rich, I once read that the average American changes their job or career 10 to 15 times in a lifetime. As I mentioned earlier, I've never done anything but branding my entire adult life. One would conclude that if they've been doing the same thing their entire adult life, they would become bored. But here's the thing about me. And there's two parts, there's two parts to your question. The first one is mindset. See, for me, my biggest joy is in serving people. I love my clients and students. It's like you and I, man. You're my brother from another mother, right? I mean, you and I are friends now, forever. And the joy for me is in the relationships. And here's what's interesting. When I think about the ups and downs of entrepreneurship, the challenges, the bankruptcy, all that stuff. You know what? Cash flow problems, the ups and downs, those fade away. But what always remains are the relationships, the experiences. And 
I get to work with the most wonderful people every day. You know, I, I work with all, you know, I work with on average 10 to 15 clients a week. I'm teaching classes. I'm very, very much in demand. And, 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 and I'm very blessed. And I give God all the glory and the credit for that. But here's the thing about it. I am so much about climbing the next mountain. I'm very curious about what's around the next corner. That keeps me going from a mindset standpoint. And I've also learned the, the, the importance of what? Surrounding ourselves with great people. Mm -hmm. People who have gifts and skills and, a talents that, 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 and talents that we don't have that can help us grow and expand and get to where we want to get. Yeah, I was one of those guys once. Oh, I'm Jerry Foster. I'm USC, right? Trojans, da, 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 right? I'm Procter and Gamble. I know everything. And man, I struggled and struggled and struggled. And, and when I got to a point where I realized that I could not be the Starship Enterprise, where I could not be the chief cook and head bottle washer, and to learn the importance of surrounding myself with people who could compensate for my weaknesses and create a team and pull together people with skills in the right area so we can go win, a, win the championship. So there's that part of it. Now, the other part of it though, to your question was, well, how do, what, what about nutrition? Well, I do, uh, in, my, in, in my home, I work out with resistance bands. I haven't built up the courage yet to go back to the, to the gym. And that's a mindset issue because I, I caught COVID. And there's a part of me that's sort of like, do I want to go back to LA Fitness? I don't know. I keep thinking about all these little particles floating in the air, you know. Uh, and then I'm also working on eating healthier, right? Uh, I'm now working with a, um, a heart health coach. And he is educating me on the dangers of SOS, Right. Food with salt, oil, and sugar, right? So, so, so I'm looking to, to uh, improve my, my nutrition and, of course, the exercise, take the right supplements. I, I, I manage my blood pressure and my glucose levels. I monitor that every day. So there is that part that's very, I'm very health conscious. And I'm getting better, okay? I still have, I still have some cravings, but I'm, I'm getting there, okay? Because I know that for me to do the work that I've been that I'm being called to do, especially as I as I start climbing some new mountains here, going where I've never been before, that I've got to be as healthy as possible. So that's that's kind of what I do. And yeah, um, yeah. well, it, it definitely pays off. You, everybody, every time we talk, you have the same level of enthusiasm. So <laughs> it, it, you do have a passion for your. Well, you know, I'm also a little bit different. I'm a I'm a bit of a loner. Um, as you, as you and I have talked, uh, my immediate family's all passed away. My parents have deceased. My brother passed away. I'm not so I don't have family per se, uh, in terms, I got a few cousins and a niece, but they're all on, on the other side of the country. I'm not surrounded by quote unquote families and friends. I'm a bit of a loner, but that's okay because, uh, I don't have distractions that I think a lot of people have. I don't have people pulling at me. I don't have aging parents, quote unquote, to take care of. So all of that, but uh, it, it, I make it work. And, I look, and I'm here in LA, so uh, I try to find something to do. <laughs> yeah, 
Okay, so you're in LA. So let's wrap this up. Jerry, thank you for your time. But how do people, if they want to get a hold of you, uh, what's the best way for them to do that? Um, well, my website is jerryfosterbranding.com. Jerry with a G, G E R R Y, fosterbranding.com. And it's Jerry with a G because my birth name is Gerald. So it's Jerry with a G, right? There are people always wonder about that. And they can also find me on social media, LinkedIn, Facebook. Instagram is Big Brand Band. And I always tell people the best way to start with me uh, is to probably go through one of my free trainings. So if people go to jerryfosterbranding.com forward slash captivate, what I have for our listeners today, Rich, is a free one-hour video mini course called Stand Out and Captivate. And people rave about that because there are about seven or so short videos where I, where I walk you through and there's worksheets where people can start working on all this stuff we've been talking about and work on their brand, work on their message, work on their promise and all of that. So jerryfosterbranding.com forward slash captivate. They can go on there, just put in their name and email address and download that free video mini course training right away, stand out and captivate. Fantastic. What a great offer for our listeners. And what a great opportunity to find, find a passion for over 30 years in the business to carry you on and to be as excited about it as today as I'm sure you are back then. So Jerry, I, I never want to take for granted the time that you and my guests, uh, my host or my guests on the show spend and share their, their wisdom and insight with our listeners. So on behalf of all our listeners, thank you for taking time out of your busy day. Oh, thank you, my friend. Take care. All right, take care. Rich LeBrun here. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast, Get It Done Entrepreneurs. If you are a successful business owner who would like to be on this program, please visit us at rlebrun.com forward slash podcast and fill out the form and we will reach out to you. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag GetItDoneEntrepreneurs. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team. Want to know more? Go to our website, rlebrun.com, or follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. Thanks for listening. We will see you next time.